Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Digitalization Tech Talks, the podcast series that addresses digitalization in the process industries from a where the rubber meets the road perspective. My name is Don Mack. Jonas Narinder and I will be your hosts on today's show. We all continue to be directly or indirectly impacted by global supply chain issues. Today, we're going to discuss some of the challenges that manufacturers in the process industries face, along with some ways that these challenges can be mitigated or even completely overcome. Jonas, thanks for joining me to discuss this important topic with our excellent guests. Thank you so much, Don. I am really excited about this topic because we're all impacted by the current supply chain challenges, of course. And I think if there are some digital technologies available that can help remedy or at least partially alleviate some of those issues, I'm all ears. So I'm very excited about today's episode. It should be a good one. And I'm going to uh, introduce our guests today. They're both from Siemens and they're working with customers on industrial identification and locating. And we'll learn all about that in the in the episode. So our two guests are Nicole Author. She's the head of global solution sales development and also Oli Thornton is the product marketing manager. Nicole and Oli, welcome to the show. We're looking forward to discussing this very interesting and timely topic with you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, glad to be here. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. Uh, Nicole, why don't we start with you? What are some of the supply chain challenges that global companies face in today's economy? Yeah, some of the challenges our customers come to us with, just to give you a few examples, are long search times or even loss of material. A lot of times there is no transparency for, for customers over their processes like manufacturing and, and logistics, and it's hard for them to keep track of their assets. And another one is not only not knowing where things are, but also not knowing how much you have in your inventory, which then, of course, can lead to misplanning for production or extra purchases. And one of the things that we see quite a bit still is uh, paper travelers, which can cause quality issues because you don't get automatic and reliable data documentation. And you know, all these challenges, of course, lead to additional cost, which is, which is the biggest challenge for our customers. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a fairly long list of challenges that companies are going through. And I think we can all recognize that. How do companies and businesses then overcome some of these challenges? What do they do to, to fix it? Yeah, the way to overcome those challenges is really to move from traditional manufacturing, where you have separated and manual processes, to your Internet of Things enabled processes. You know, in, in a company, you have many things or objects, let's say, in the field that need to be connected to the Internet of Things or really to the industrial Internet of Things so that you're able to establish digital applications and services. So some of those objects can already communicate with our IoT platform, like, like for instance, a, a robot or, or a PLC, but many of them cannot. However, these objects are equally as important. And just to give you some examples of that, like finished or semi-finished uh, products, tools, containers or bins. And this is where automatic track and trace systems are essential that can help to overcome those challenges that we talked about earlier. And really, you can take any asset and make it smart by simply tagging it, put a transponder on it or, or marking it with a code. And from that point on, it is a smart object. 
It can communicate with its surroundings. You can store status information and forward its location to your overlaying system. What is important to understand is that you need to get the data of what it is and where it is, because you can't do digitalization without digitizing your assets. Nicole, I'd like to ask a follow-up question. On this podcast, we talk about data a lot, and you brought up the topic. So can you explain a little bit more about the importance of getting the data from the track and trace system? Yeah, it's it's very important because when you implement a track and trace system, you will be able to get reliable data. And what you can do with that data is you can see what's happening in your operations in real time. So you're able to analyze the data, to understand it, and then, of course, utilize it, plan ahead and predict and automatically react and, and respond to events that are happening in your processes. So basically what you get is, is full transparency and you can make decisions really based on data and thus get a truly resilient workplace. So so how would such a track and trace solution look like, would you say? I don't know if there's a typical way that it looks like, but if you could just briefly describe what that would potentially be. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's there's different technologies out there that can be brought into a, a track and trace solution, but making objects, whatever it is really, uh, smart objects can be done, for instance, by putting a transponder on them in order to collect tracking and locating data. And the solutions that we have within Siemens are radio frequency identification, real-time locating systems, and the data is being sent from that transponder that you put on the objects to our infrastructure devices. Again, whether it's RFID or RTLS, and that data then goes into the business applications. To get full connectivity, the data can be integrated into the manufacturing or logistics process. And then, of course, you can bring it to use there. On RFID and, and RTLS, uh, earlier in the call, can one of you explain the differences between them and describe how you determine which technology makes the most, most sense for an application? Yeah, of course. Let me start with RFID. So RFID is a form of wireless communication that comprises of two main components. So we are talking about readers and tags, and tags are also often referred as labels. So now it uses the electromagnetic fields to automatically identify and track tags that are attached to an object or people. So we heard examples from Nicole before. So now these RF readers are stationary and the system identifies and locates an asset once it passes a certain read point. So now in general, there are primarily two types of RFID tags. They can be either active or they can be passive. So now the active tags are powered by a battery. So the passive tags get their energy from the electromagnetic field of the reader. And then the data that we generate can be stored on the tag in forms as, as simple as serial numbers, for instance, or a complex as file handle data types. So also you may hear about short and long range radio frequency identification systems, or these are often referred to low, high or ultra high frequencies. The devices can read and write information on specific tags or special tags that are within that RF field. So we also talk about UHF readers, which stands for ultra high frequency that for instance, allow customers to bulk read items without direct line of sight between the object and the reader. So that was basically everything in a nutshell when it comes to RFID. So now let me explain RTLS. So as Nicole mentioned earlier, RTLS stands for real-time locating systems. And as the name already reveals, this technology allows manufacturers to track and trace any kind of higher value asset in real time. 
So as a place to start, what does a real-time locating system consist of? So also here, ultimately, there are two main hardware components. So one is called a transponder, or also often referred to as a tag, and the other component is a gateway, or we hear often also called antenna. So the transponders are fitted to workpieces, can be robots, can be, can be any kind of vehicles, and they transmit a wireless signal at defined intervals. They can also be equipped with data interfaces and transmit location details directly to the local control system or make them accessible to higher level systems. So when we talk about higher level systems, we usually refer to ERP or MES system or even any kind of asset management system that manufacturers have already deployed or used in their facility. RTLS is an active technology, which means the transponders contain an energy source which could be a replaceable or rechargeable battery, which allows them to communicate on their own. So now the second component of the system, you heard me say that earlier, are the gateways or the antennas. And those are fixed reference points in the local infrastructure. They record the transponder signals and give them a fixed position stamp. And the position data is bundled and transmitted to the locating server. So now the information from the gateway is going to be accumulated and worked on by a piece of software that we call the locating manager. So this software is an inherent part of our RTLS system. So it manages the communication to the gateway antennas, and it also collects the information coming from the transponders to calculate their exact location. We here at Siemens use a hybrid technology of ultra-wideband, also referred to as UWB, and 2.4 gigahertz and triangulation techniques which allow us to track indoors and outdoors. Now, when it comes to accuracy, our system can locate objects and people equipped with transponders to within 12 inches or 30 centimeters with very low latency. But it can also detect and report their motion, for instance, their acceleration, elevation, or even orientation. So I guess importantly, these solutions can provide a critical temporal dimension to production digital twins of modern self-organizing factories which answers the questions, what and who is where and when, at all times, all the time, and in real time, which again plays an important role in today's supply chain management. So now, Don, uh, you also asked, when do we use RFID over RTLS and vice versa? While both RTLS and RFID help in identifying particular locations, there are various differences between the two technologies that I just explained. But in general, to pinpoint the exact location of any material within a facility, RTLS is slightly the technology to use. However, we implement these technologies often with customers who are looking for overall coverage to get more visibility and especially more transparency. And we often say, you know, when we look at different solutions, it's not always black or white. We often apply both technologies to address an issue because both technologies complement one another. And just to make this a little bit clear, as an example, so think about like an active system like RTLS would tell you, for instance, that a truck has pulled up to a gate of a distribution yard, while a passive system, in this case RFID, would inform you that a pallet has passed through a dock door. Okay, thank you very much for that description or distinction between RTLS and RFID. Julia. I think that was very helpful to our listeners and there was quite a few differences, important differences that were worth mentioning. As the next point, can you share with us how manufacturers or other industrial companies, whether it's process or discrete, can benefit from a real-time locating system? 
most companies are behind in adopting technologies to optimize their supply chains. Often they don't have either the data or the data management capabilities that are needed to make smart decisions. So that means like optimizing their processes, increasing their production capacity, or improve their time to market. Basically, or ultimately, making the decision or faster decisions than their competition. So now why is that? Mainly what we've seen is because they do not have the visibility in all the various elements across the entire supply chain. Just that simple. And this is where an identification and locating solution can make a difference to provide full transparency for material and production flows. Supply chain improvements, as we all know, and I'm sure any every manufacturer would sign that, are needed to be cost effective by leveraging, as Nicole said, said the IIoTs or cloud or blockchain and so on. Now that said, let me give you a few examples to better understand, you know, why RFID and RTLS can be game changers in today's industry. So let's look at work in progress first. An ident and locating platform can eliminate paper travelers and also manual scanning, which takes a lot of time and it can cause quality issues. So customers install location systems to put tags on car bodies, for instance, medicine, vessels, bins, pallet, tools, you name it and can now automatically track them throughout their facility. So to support production or logistic processes, also to identify bottlenecks by generating heat maps, for instance, and as Nicole mentioned, to eliminate those long search times. Customers gain full transparency and they increase their overall efficiency and automate various production steps. Another example, uh, it's as we know, a well-known fact that warehouse inefficiencies result in losses to a company's bottom line profits. So we experienced that actually with our own production facility in Germany. They implemented an RTLS system because they were just simply not able to find certain assets in their building. So they are a high-mix, low-volume manufacturer. They spend approximately 3,000 hours a year searching for items. No, think about it. A year has 8,760 hours. That means they spend 35% of their time looking for various items in their facility. So another example is fleet management or tracking of vehicles. And this can include any kind of motorized vehicles. So we're talking about HVs, forklift or staggers in a warehouse and logistics facility or any moving asset for that matter. When we talked to customers that had incidences that occurred on a fairly frequent basis with their moving motorized assets. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of traffic on the plant floor, right? Besides the forklifts and the, all the motorized vehicles, there are also workers who are following their daily activities. There are definitely a lot of opportunities for collisions and accidents to happen. For one particular customer, we implemented a traffic control solution that alerts the system of vehicles that are in certain proximity to each other or if one is already in an intersection. So basically imagine like a traffic-like system that monitors intersections. And at the same time, while they track and trace their motorized vehicles, it can also address multiple use cases. We basically use the same solution to monitor or improve your material flows based on the location data that you generated or the optimized routes that you now see or can improve you know, using an RTLS system. So last but least, uh, worker safety. That's also another great example. So Nicole touched on that before, talking about connected workers, for instance. 
So whether in the warehouse or on the shop floor, worker safety, as we all know, is extremely important. And especially nowadays coming out of a pandemic with workforce shortage or constant change in labor force, you need to ensure quality and training. So now are your workers trained for the right task at hand? Is the correct person at the right workstation? These are all questions that can be addressed with uh, operator validation, which is an important matter in today's industry. Access control, for instance, to make sure that authorized personnel get access to, the, to certain areas. Or when you have visitors in a facility, did all visitors leave the facility? An identification locating system can also address loan worker scenarios. Besides, if you have all this data, you will know right where your workers are in your facility, which means you can give them work instructions, you can guide them to where they need to go, as well as monitor them in hazardous areas. There are numerous examples where RFID and RTLS can be applied, so no matter the industry, just what we have seen in the past, uh, we have customers that use it for ingredient verification, container sterilization, as we mentioned, warehouse processes like inbound, outbound procedures or addressing first in, first out methods or even tool locating and, and so many more. That's quite the number of use cases for these technologies, which is really awesome. I also noted the fact that you mentioned the connected workers. So we do have another episode on connected workers part of the podcast. So make sure you go back and listen to that. I just wanted to just briefly, if you could cover, uh, if a company is interested in either the RTLS or RFID technologies, what would you recommend as the next steps? How do they in initiate a conversation about this? Is this something that they can do, develop in-house, or would they need partners to, to help find what the best solution would be? I would say contact the consultant, right, and explain the pain points that you have, the challenges, and what you want to accomplish. I mean, these are obviously critical information to understand in order to define the details as well as put the solution together and, and make sure the, the right technology is being used. And obviously, there are many kind of try before you buy uh, offers out there. Yeah, you can do a proof of concept, a pilot, just to get familiar with the technologies and figure out, okay, what is really the right one that, that works for, for my challenges or for my use cases. But as a customer, you don't have to be the expert, right? This is exactly why I said reach out to a solution partner or reach out to a technology or, or solution expert. Well, Uli and Nicole, that was some excellent insight into supply chain management from a tracking and tracing perspective. So thank you guys for participating in today's episode. Uh, before we wrap up, do you have any concluding comments? Nicole, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I mean, let's say if, if you have those those uh, challenges, those pain points that, that we talked about, let me tell you, you're not the only one. <laughs> and I would just say, yeah, reach out. And there's great experts out there that uh, can help putting together a solution for you and, and helping you to overcome those challenges. Thanks. And Uli, any closing comments? Yeah, Nicole, I agree with what you just said. And I mean, we at Siemens have those technology in our portfolio, several readers, transponders and labels. And we work with uh, many customers to address those transparency and visibility issues where RTLS and RFID are definitely the perfect solutions. Thank you to both of you for those closing remarks. And thanks again for being on the show, Oli and Nicole. And that brings us to the end of today's episode of Digitalization Tech Talks. If you should have any questions about supply chain management, particularly as it relates to tracking and tracing, please feel free to email Nicole and Uli directly. Their emails are listed in the show notes. 
And we're always open to your comments, thoughts, or feedback on the show or the topics. So please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And also, we'd appreciate it if you would help spread the word by taking a moment to rate the show. And be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digitalization Tech Talks.